All right, welcome to another episode of Cracking the Restaurant Labor Crunch. This one's going to be good because we're going to get into culture really, really deep. So welcome, David Friedman, CEO of CultureWise. How are you, man? I am fantastic. Great to be with you. So I, I interviewed David a couple months back, and, and he's great. And so I brought him back for this project uh, specifically because a lot of the conversations I've had so far on the Labor Crunch have pointed to culture as, as a key piece. And so this is what uh, David does uh, in and in and out uh, all, all around the country and so forth. So if you were to think about the restaurant crisis, and it's not just restaurants because all businesses everywhere are having trouble finding, attracting, keeping people, um, culture can play a big part. What, what do you say? Yeah. So first of all, I think you're right on. And everywhere I go, I mean, I, I don't think I ever have a conversation these days where people aren't frustrated and talking about the challenge of the labor market. Probably the only thing that rivals it is the challenge of uh, getting supplies. Uh, you know, supply chain challenges are killing people as well. But certainly everywhere you go, people are frustrated. And we, we certainly experience it as customers, whether we're going to a restaurant or we're going to a store, we're going to this, everybody's got signs apologizing for you know, their lack of staff and, and their inability to serve the way we want. So you're hearing it everywhere. And when we think about maybe there are certain things, we're not going to change the fact that and on this call or anything else, we're not going to change the fact that there's a labor shortage. So the question is, if I'm a restaurant or any other business, how can I at least get the best people? I'm going to do two things. One is we're in a labor shortage. I'm competing against other restaurants or businesses to get people. So number one, how do I make sure I got an advantage over everybody else and mm -hmm. get those people? And number two, I sure as heck can't afford to lose the people I have because if the labor market's as tight as we all know it is, if I lose somebody, I'm really up a creek. And when you look at, well, why do people choose to go to work somewhere or why do they choose to stay somewhere? Culture is near the top of the list in every survey you look at for what would cause somebody to say, I'm working at your restaurant instead of some other restaurant. Or why am I going to leave? Because it's a lousy place or it's a great place. It's going to have a big impact on that. Culture is the biggest driver of all of it. Question then, uh, that being the case, and I, and, I, and I agree with that, it is a deciding factor. If you can work at A, B, or C, and, 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 and you, have a, you, have a, you, you have a belief or a perception that they are a certain way, good, bad, and, and, you know, and indifferent, your people are going to choose the, the good one that they have a perception of. I mean, if they have a choice, right? Think all things being yes. equal. And right now the, the employee definitely has the choice of, of where to work. So what are some of the ways you, you see companies be that employer of choice, be that one that, that wants to get chosen versus being you know, normal or boring or, or, or even negative and bad? Yeah, that's a great question, Jamie. So I'll, I'll divide the answer to that into sort of two pieces. The first is, how do you become a great employer from a cultural standpoint? But the second part is, is how do you let people know you are? Because <laughs> you can mm -hmm. be a great employer. And if I'm that employee, to your point, you know, I've got a choice between restaurant, and again, we'll stick with the restaurant industry since that's your, your, your bailiwick. If, I'm, if I have a choice between restaurant A, B, or C, and I don't know which one has what kind of culture, because my exposure to them is so limited, well then, even if you've got a great culture, you may not be attracting me because I didn't know about it. So, mm -hmm. so I'll separate this answer to how do we create the culture? And secondly, how do we make sure people know about it? So the first part of that, how do we create that great culture? Well, it starts with recognizing, of course, just how important culture is and seeing culture 
as a core business process. So my experience is that even among good companies, many companies see culture, whether it's restaurant or otherwise, as this kind of touchy-feely, soft, fluffy kind of, oh, it's a really nice place, we care about our people, and there's nothing more systematic than that. And my point of view is if we understand how important culture is to the success of our business, not just in, re in recruiting and retaining people, but in how people perform, because by the way, you know, if I walk into your restaurant, I think of it this way, I walk into your restaurant, is the, I was in a restaurant the other night, and the waitress that served me was average at best. Um, and sometimes you walk into a restaurant and the person who serves you, whether it's the hostess, the, the waitress, or anybody else, is just amazing. They're just so over the top, they're incredible, and you have this great experience. And the question I always ask people is, is it luck that sometimes I walk into your restaurant and the hostess just happens to be wonderful? Or is that the way you do business? Mm -hmm. And if it's luck, you know, sometimes you hire good people and they do a really good job. The best companies understand that I don't want to leave that to chance. I got to make sure that when you walk into my restaurant, I don't care who you interact with. It's going to be a fantastic experience because that's the way we do business. That's the way we teach people to do things. It's the culture that drives all of that. So when we understand that, we should see working on our culture as a core business process, as important to our business as our sales, our operations, finance, you know, our, our kitchen and every other part of our business. It's a core business process. It's not some fluffy thing that we hope we have nice people or something. So the first step is appreciating that we need to see this, see culture as a process. Now, how do you do that? Well, without going into a long uh, spiel on that, um, I teach a particular methodology for doing that. And, and the methodology is organized around a framework that I've written about in my books that I call the eight-step framework. Eight different things. You do these eight things, this is how you create a culture. But ultimately, to give you the quick version of this, if I were to distill it down to the two steps that most drive success in creating a culture in any organization, whether it's a, a restaurant, a hotel, or, or any other kind of business, there are two steps. The first step is that we have, this sounds so obvious, but and it is obvious, but I'm gonna say it anyway. We have to be able to define with tremendous clarity, what is the culture we're trying to create? Because mm -hmm. if we can't define that clearly enough, we're not going to do it very effectively. And when we talk about how to define it, I depart from most people in that rather than talk about the typical core values that you see everybody write and they have them on their websites and mostly they're fluff, I say that we should define the behaviors that drive success in this restaurant or this organization. And the difference, the, the difference between so what's a value and what's a behavior. A value to me is typically an abstract concept, quality, integrity, loyalty, respect, teamwork, service, these are values. A behavior in contrast is an action. It's something that I can literally see people doing. So some of the behaviors I teach in my company are things like honor commitments, practice blameless problem solving, get clear on expectations, be a fanatic about response time. These are actions. So a value is an abstract idea, behavior is an action. The reason that that's not just a bunch of semantics is that the problem with most organizations' core values is they're so abstract that they mean too many different things to different people. 
and they're hard to, to operationalize. We say in our restaurant, you know, service is one of our values. Well, what does that mean? It means different things to different people. If behaviors, because they're action-oriented, are a lot easier to teach and coach and guide and give people feedback about. So the first thing that is critical in creating a culture, as obvious as it may sound, is that we've got to define exactly what we want that culture to be in terms of a set of behaviors. Now, once we've got that, the second critical step, I call it creating rituals. And rituals are just habits or routines, things that we do all the time. You get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. You, you go to a ball game, we do the national anthem. They're just routines. The reason that rituals are so important is that most companies, whether it's a restaurant or any other kind of company, most people are not very good. In fact, we actually stink at sticking with things. We come up with all kinds of programs. I'll bet many of the restaurants you've worked yeah. with, you know, have come out with all kinds of new initiatives. This is going to be great. And everybody knows in about a month, we'll forget about it. Well, when something becomes a ritual, it's not hard to do. It's just what we do. So the way we use that simple concept is you take these fundamentals, these behaviors that I was describing, you get everybody engaged in them, and then you take one every, I, in my company, I do every week. We take one fundamental every week, and we focus on it through a series of rituals. So mm -hmm. an example of that is every meeting in my company, any department, any location, all week long, every meeting that takes place, we kick off the meeting talking about the fundamental of the week. What does it mean? What, how do we practice it? How does, did it happen with the customer yesterday? So everywhere in the company all week long, we're focused on fundamental number one. The week after that, all week long, everybody's on number two and three and four and so on. So in a restaurant, I actually learned this from, from the Ritz-Carlton hotel chain. So if there's anybody who knows how to do service, it's Ritz-Carlton. So Ritz-Carlton has a series of behaviors that they teach called their basics. And these are the actions that deliver great service. And they actually go through them daily. So in every Ritz-Carlton property in the world, so restaurants can do this easily. In every Ritz-Carlton property in the world, in every department, in every shift, team members get together at the beginning of the shift and they kick off their, their shift with a brief meeting called the daily lineup. And they spend a couple of minutes at the start of the, the daily lineup talking about the basic of the day. So they have 20 basics and they go through them. Today is day number one and tomorrow is day number two and the next day is day number three and so on. And they just keep repeating the cycle over and over and over again. So every restaurant could do that easily. And you do that, you start to create a culture of amazing company. Um, and by the way, you know, those who are listening to this who may have many restaurants, at Ritz-Carlton, if today's day number 11, it's day number 11 in every Ritz-Carlton property hmm. in the world today. They've got roughly 40,000 employees in five continents and 35 or 40 countries and hundreds of properties. And today, every single one of their 40,000 employees is in a daily lineup and they're all talking about the exact same basic, that same behavior. That's yeah. how you get a great culture. Yeah, that's an that's an amazing difference that uh, that you, when you think about the average uh, person starts starts doing something, does a habit, whether it's working out or eating better or mm -hmm. having a meeting, and you do and yeah, and you're gung ho and you do it for three days, five days, and yeah. then it fades off and fades off. But but the power of the daily meeting, uh, and I hadn't really, and I know we've talked briefly, but that that idea of of repeating the cycle is, is really the yes. key. So let's say you do have yes. seven things you do and you get through seven. Yeah, we made it through seven. Okay. Well, that's great. 
let's go back to one. And then, and then, man, if you, if you did that, how much power that would create. So I, I, I love that in terms of, uh, creating the culture. Uh, let's go back to the other thing you talked yes. about, unless you have some more there, the, how to yeah. let people, how to let people, how to let people know about it. Cause that's a very interesting yeah. point. I, I, and maybe, maybe some of this will, uh, you'll have some similar tips, but some people it's been so difficult for the first time ever they've created you know, commercials to, for their staff on their websites. And that's not something that restaurants had to do mm -hmm. before. How else can people get the word out about how they are? Yeah, I think you got to think about, first of all, I'll make this general comment. If we want to attract the people who care about culture, because you, we don't just want to want anybody who will work here. I mean, that, that may sound simple. And many of your listeners may be so freaking desperate can I say freaking on that? Yes, um, sir. You may. Okay. So they, they may get so they may be so freaking desperate to find anybody who will work in our restaurant because we're short staffed that they're willing to bring in anybody who can fog a mirror. And that is a big mistake. And, 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 I, and I say that I say that with all due respect to recognizing how challenging it is. So it's nice and it's easy to say, oh, you shouldn't hire anybody who's not going to be a good fit for your culture. And that sounds great, except when we're desperate, we're so tempted to bring in anybody who was willing to work here because we're short staffed. And if we do that, we will never build a great organization, a great restaurant, a great team. So we've got to be able to find people who are the kind of people we want in our organization. Now, we've got to be then like a magnet that, that when, the, when, when we put the magnet out there, it attracts to us. The kind of people who are our kind of people. Well, if we have a certain culture, you know, of service typically in a restaurant, we want to make sure that people who really care about service, who love service, who are who have service or service minded, are the ones who get attracted to us. Because there certainly are people. If we just use service as a good example, since that's so much of a restaurant, there are some people who are like missing the genetic code for service. Oh they yeah, don't get it. It just, you know, you can teach them all day long and they're never going to get it. It just doesn't compute. I think about, I, uh, I, I fly a lot and um, thankfully most of the time upgraded to first class. And there are some people, some flight attendants who will remember the names of everybody in first class and they'll walk up and they'll kneel down and they'll connect with you and talk about, you know, what's going on. And they're just really friendly and helpful. There are other people that will walk around with a snack basket and stick it in your face to see if you want a snack. And if, and if you were to say to them, you know, that's not really professional, they would look at you like, what's wrong? I thought I was supposed to give people snacks. Like, it doesn't occur to them that there's anything, they just, they're missing the genetic code for service. So my point is that some people get it and some don't, and we want to hire the people who get it and not the others. So we have to be a magnet for those people who get it when they see us, they have to say, oh, that, that's my kind of place. That's where I want to work versus just bringing in, like if we're casting our net out there, we don't want to just bring in all the fish that land in our net. We want to bring in the ones that we want, our kind of people. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, you got to be promoting your culture. And so that people who are scanning the universe, thinking about where I might want to work, how do they know that you have a good culture? Well, the more you promote it, the more you're going to attract them. So how do you promote it? You mentioned already, you could do videos about it. You, it certainly should be all over your website. Mm -hmm. you know, if people know that 
you've got that if they experience it, if they come into your restaurant and the first thing they experience is your culture because people are so friendly and they're so helpful and they're so welcoming. And you talk about it, you know, in the interview, are we talking about our culture or are we talking about the hours and what the pay is and what the job is and when they're available? I mean, yeah, we need to find that stuff out. But if that's what we're talking about, we're going to get people who are only interested in what are the hours and how much do I get paid versus the guy down the street. If what we're talking about is, I, you know, I'm interviewing you and I'm not sure, Jamie, if you're going to be a fit for here, but I'd like to get to know you better to see it because we only hire certain people. We don't hire anybody. And I want to make sure that you're the kind of person that would do well here. Well, yeah. now I'm feeling like I hope I get the chance to work here versus, you know, you mentioned before, if the employee has the choice right now, I want to reverse that yeah. and have that employee feeling like, I hope I get to work here because what a cool place this is. You know, this is a chance. This is a place where I can, I can have my surface mind flourish because I'm one of those kind of guys or women. So everything we can do to be promoting that, we're going to attract the kind of people we want to get instead of just whoever will show up. Yeah, reframing that is re is really important. It changes the person's per perception exactly like you said. Like, oh man, man, I I I hope I get the yes, not like oh I'm gonna get this yes and five other yeses, exactly. and then I get and then I get to go home and pick. Uh, I bet the, the 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 exercise you just talked about of having good information on your on your website, even as a basic right, uh, and maybe doing some video and and in and your social. I bet if we jumped out to a hundred websites, we poked around and we did that. I don't know. I'm going to say 10%, 20% are maybe doing a good job with that. Does that seem, does that seem, you, you, or I, that, I agree with that. I, yeah. I think that's a good estimate. If I were to yeah. guess, I'd probably say 10 to 20% as well. Yeah. So it's like, it. It, it would mean 80, 90% of people are not doing that. So a missed opportunity to experience your culture in a very easy thing that everyone can do from their desktop or their phone, uh, get a vibe for who you are as they bounce around, not just the name or maybe they've, eaten with you or, or been with you or, or have a friend there, but, but like, there's a lot of ways to communicate that. And if they see the depth of it going back over time and, and things of like that, they're really going to get the feel. So, um, we're trying to keep these tight. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go to you for parting thoughts here. A lot of great stuff already, as well as, um, how to find your book, how to find your website. What do you got for us? Yeah. So first of all, um, the parting thought here is that as a restaurant or any business, if there was one thing you could work on that would have more impact on the success of your company, your restaurant than any other single thing, it would be working on your culture because that will affect your ability to attract employees, your ability to keep your employees, the way those employees perform when people, when people show up in your restaurant, the service they deliver is heavily related to your culture. Every aspect of performance is related to culture. So if there's one thing you could do to work on that would have more impact than anything else is to work on your culture and that you should be as process oriented about your culture as you are about every other important part of your business. That's what people need to do. My, my uh, company is called CultureWise and my website is culturewise.com. My last book is called Culture by Design and it's available on Amazon in all forms. It's also available on Audible. So for those who like listening, uh, you can listen to the book uh, on Audible as well. Great to be with Jamie. I, I think I asked you last time. Did you do? Did you record the audio for the for your I did. book? I did. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, it'd be weird for me. I have two books. Fundamentally yeah. different is my first book. 
Culture by Design is the second. I did the audio for both of them. It would sound weird for me since it's such, you know, it's such, it's my material. I created, yeah. I wrote all this stuff. It would sound odd for me to hear somebody else, someone else doing, doing it. my material. I can't imagine I would, I would give you this. Make you un- make you uncomfortable. They put you in a in a room with a whole bunch of uh, sound uh, dampening yeah. devices and get yeah. really good quality. So that that would be yeah. fun. Uh, take take three, chapter three. All right, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, this has been Jamie Oigel from RunningRestaurants.com, along with David Friedman, uh, CEO of CultureWise. They are at CultureWise.com. I do want to take a second and thank our diamond sponsor for cracking the restaurant labor crunch. That is Performance Food Service. We appreciate their support, and they are at PerformanceFoodService.com. David, thank you much. We'll see you next time. Uh, great to be with you, Jamie. Appreciate it.